Hey, it's Chris, and welcome back to a bonus edition of the Beyond Church podcast. We're so excited to have you joining us today, wherever you are joining us from, and whatever you're up to, whether you're driving, whether you're going for a run, whether you're working out, or whether you're mowing the yard or something else entirely. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been wrapping up a series called Making Sense of God, uh, and uh, what we really wanted to do is help you with that series is uh, make better sense of God so that you can make better sense of your life. And we were really, really clear that what we wanted for you by the end of the series is to, to take a step forward in your faith journey, wherever you may be on that journey, whether you've been a follower of Jesus for years, uh, whether you're not sure if God exists or whether you're starting to lean in, whether you're curious and you've got some questions that are, that are developing. And over the course of the series, you can go back and listen to part, uh, listen to part one, two, three, and four, we covered a number of issues, but there were some issues and uh, that we couldn't get to. Uh, and so what we wanted to do is release a number of bonus episodes. We won't get to every single issue, but we wanted to help you as best as we could begin to make sense of God or make better sense of God. And so these are just some really quick bonus episodes to help you on that. In the first bonus episode, we looked at the idea of how do we make sense of the exclusivity of Christianity that it appears to be. And we looked at three common claims that inclusivists around the world make and one way that you can begin to make better sense and test the claims of Jesus. In this episode, we're going to dive into uh, how do we make sense of the historical reliability of the Bible. Uh, There's a a Christian apologist uh, and an apologist, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, is someone who defends or give, gives reasonable arguments to defend or believe why Christianity is true. There's a, a famous apologist. His name is Frank Turek, T-U-R-E-K. You can check Frank out at Cross Examined on YouTube. He has a fantastic YouTube channel with a lot of Q&As. Uh, Frank discusses this issue and he brings a bit, uh, He talks about six E's. And we're going to very quickly look at these six E's as we try to understand and how do we make sense of the historical reliability of the Bible. And the first E that that Frank talks about is early testimony. Uh, Most of the New Testament documents are written prior to 90 AD. So that's actually only 60 years after Jesus died. Now, we might look at that and say, oh, 60 years after the fact that Jesus died, that's a really long time. Well, well, that's some of the oldest ones, um, 60 years after. Some of them we have within three years of the time that Jesus died in 1 Corinthians. But when we look at other historical figures, for example, Caesar, when we look at the autobiographical accounts and the biographical accounts that we have of Caesar, the earliest source that we have of the, of, uh, the historical figure, Julius Caesar, is 100 years after his death. Uh, Then we draw on sources uh, between 400 and some actually a full 900 years removed. And yet these are the documents that we use to piece together Caesar's life. And so the documents that we have in comparison to that same time in history about Jesus are actually incredibly close to and incredibly early to the time that Jesus walked the earth. Well, hey, everybody, it's Chris, and welcome back to a special bonus episode of the Beyond Church podcast. 
If you've been tracking with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been finishing up a series called Making Sense of God. And the reason we've been doing this series is because we believe that making sense of God will help you make the best sense of your life. And over the course of this series on Sunday nights, we've been looking at four big ideas. In part one, we looked at the idea of meaning. In part two, we looked at the idea of freedom. In part three, we looked at the idea of suffering. And in part four, as we close the series out, we looked at the idea of doubt. And we understand that, that with a series like this, it's, it's very difficult to cover all the possible questions and all the possible uh, issues that people will have uh, in, when it comes to making sense of God. Uh, really, our, our heart and, and the reason that we put the series together is because uh, we believe that if you make sense of God, you'll make uh, the best sense of your life. If there is a God, if there is a creator to this universe, as we believe, then the better understanding God will help you make the best sense of your life. And so, we're releasing a couple uh, three bonus podcasts. They're just going to be a little bit shorter uh, than our messages. They'll probably be about five to seven minutes in length. And, and in the next couple of episodes, you're going to uh, hear us kind of continue this into a couple of different areas. And to get the ball rolling in our first bonus podcast, we're going to look at this idea of exclusivity. Because uh, often uh, Christianity and Jesus particularly can be a real challenge because it seems like such an exclusive re- uh, uh, religion, an exclusive worldview. And the, the reason that it's thought this way is because of the the words of Jesus himself in John chapter 14, verse 6, where, where Jesus is speaking to one of his disciples, one of his dirty dozen, a guy named Tom. And, and he says to this to Thomas, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And that's a pretty confronting statement because uh, it's not an inclusive statement. It's a very exclusive statement. It says, hey, there's one way to God. There's one way of understanding the world. And, and what I wanted to do uh, today is I wanted to look at, at three different claims to an all-inclusive worldview. And then I wanted to give you uh, one application, one way that you can test the claims that Jesus made in John 14, 6, saying that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, because a lot of culture uh, that we live in today, our culture likes to think very um, inclusively. And so one of the claims, the first claim that you might hear people make uh, when they kind of push back against the exclusivity of following Jesus or the exclusivity of any worldview is they'll say that, well, all major religions are equally valid in that, and they pretty much teach the same thing, you know, kind of that whole view that that all roads and all uh, worldviews, whichever one you take, they all lead to the same place. And, and that, that sounds very, very nice on the surface, but if we unpack that a little bit more, we actually discover that, that while perhaps uh, all major world religions may look similar on the surface, they're very, very dissimilar as we get underneath. In fact, Buddhism, if we look at Buddhism, Buddhism was actually created uh, as, a, as a pushback to Hinduism. Um, Guantanamo, Buddha, uh, Guantanamo Buddha pushed back against the Hindu caste system. He didn't believe that that was right and, uh, and began and to explore uh, a journey that ended up with uh, what we would now know as Buddhism. Um, and further to that, if you scratch below the surface of Buddhism and you compare that with Christianity, then Buddhism actually doesn't believe in a God that is personal. Um, Christianity, on the other hand, believes in a God that is triune, believes in a God that is personal, and actually stepped into history to get to know you. So this claim that all religions are equally valid, they pretty much teach the same thing. It sounds nice on the surface, but when you dig a little bit deeper, you find out that that's actually just not quite true. Uh, the second claim that, uh, that inclusivists will make is that, well, every religion sees a part of a bigger picture. 
Every religion is one part of understanding of a larger truth. Uh, there's a very, very common illustration that's given. It'll say, you know, well, there's a, uh, a number of different blind people and they come up to an elephant. And when they come up to this elephant, one person is grabbing the leg and they're saying, they're describing it. They're saying it's a trunk. It's huge. It's massive. Um, it, it's, it's like a tree. It's so strong. Where someone else is grabbing the tail and they're kind of saying, well, it's, you know, it's small. It's, it's not a trunk. It, it kind of moves all over the place. It's, uh, it's something completely different. Uh, then uh, someone may grab the ears and touch the ears and they say, well, it, it, it doesn't feel like a tree. It, it doesn't feel like, uh, it doesn't move all around the place. It, it, this one sways back and forth. And what they'll say is, well, all these blind people and all these people who can't see are describing an elephant, but because they're describing different parts of it, they, they see it and they, they understand it in a different way. And so what they'll say is, they'll say, well, religion is much the same. You know, all the major world religions just see a different part of God. 